Ever since I met my boyfriend, he has been clear that he doesn't want me hanging out with them because in his head, everyone wants me. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not stupid. I can tell when a man wants something more for me than a friendship, and I have very carefully chosen my friends and left those that wanted more behind. That's why his request seems unreasonable, if not toxic to me. I can protect myself, and I can reject someone if I have to. It makes me really sad not being able to hang out with them anymore or having to lie to him that I'm going out with the girls when in reality there might be some might be one or two or three boys with us. I hate lying, but I also hate that I don't have the freedom anymore. He won't even discuss about it. He won't even let me introduce them to him, and he has made up his mind. Is it actually toxic, or am I the problem? He even asked me why I'm still following them online. What can I do? Okay, I mean, this guy's just been just ripping through Andrew Tate content, obviously, but... What's up, Cubs? Just sloppy as all fucking get out. Trapzilla City. Babe, I'm gonna keep dancing on that bridge till the stars come home. And cheer up, babe. Fucking knocked it out of the park, <laughs> dude. What's up, Cubs? Welcome back to Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast. I'm your host, VJ Julio. This is episode 91. Welcome back to the den. Also, welcome to all of my coworkers that, for some fucking reason, discovered the podcast this week. For some reason, the algorithm was like, hey, and then here's the den on a silver platter and now i got people coming up to me at work being like hey i don't mean to make you uncomfortable and it's like well when you start a sentence like that i'm already there babe so what's going on nice podcast and i was like oh oh well cool but i keep this shit separate on purpose because obviously right there doesn't even have to be a reason behind that obviously but obviously i keep this shit separate on purpose but that's i mean that's what's going to happen when you're when your podcast is world famous dude that's what happened when cheer up babe is just known around the globe what was it 37 countries what was it 146 countries i don't remember what it was but it's a lot of countries and now i have people at work going like nice podcast and naturally, immediately when I'm finished with an episode, I forget everything I talked about in the episode until the next episode period, point blank, end of story. And so immediately in my head, I go, what episode did you listen to? It's like, oh, I listened to the one called What Men Want. And I was like, oh, that was a really, really good one about home invading. I remember it now. I remember it now on my recall. But you know what? We just keep trucking. Welcome to the den. All right. Here's how it works here. Here's how it works here if you didn't start back at the beginning. First of all, you're going to have no fucking idea what my sayings mean, okay? You're going to you're not going to know anything about dancing on the bridge till the stars come home, okay? You're not going to know anything about following breadcrumbs. You're not going to know anything about that shit, so circle it back, okay? You don't discover a podcast and then start listening to the most recent drop. How are you going to have any context, all right? This is a community of people that have earned the right to know what in the hell we're talking about, right, babe? My babes get it. My OG blood cubs get it. And you don't even know what an OG blood cub is. You probably don't even know why we're called the cubs, all right? You don't even know about acronyms, dude. You don't even have an idea yet. But there's hope for you. There's promise. And I'm glad you're here. We're all glad you're here. So let's get into the nitty gritty, okay? Let's open... Let's have full ownership of some things, all right? There's some there's some ownership that I need to take, all right? And this is important, all right? I need to mention something that I didn't realize. I didn't think that I was going to be backed into this corner, but I was backed into this corner and I'm just like, okay, this is one of those things where you just got to you just got to man up, you know? You just got to hold responsibility as a human being and lay it out there and say it. You just got to put it out there. Frozen fucking slaps, dude. Looking for the next sorry fuck I Frozen, the movie, the Disney movie, movie Frozen. Obviously, it came out when I was like in high school, okay? And obviously, when you're in high school, you ain't going to watch Frozen, all right? You ain't going to watch Frozen, dude. You don't give a shit about Anna and Elsa. You don't even know their names. And then all you see in every single store is Frozen shit, and you're just like, ugh, gosh, capitalism at its finest or whatever people that don't have actual problems in their life like to complain about. Like, oh, it's everywhere. Look at them just, look at them just leeching onto kids for their parents' money. Look at them just sinking their teeth into kids with their parents' money. That's what you think when you're a 16-year-old, I guess. I'm assuming. For me, it was just like a it's another princess movie. Obviously, I'm not going to watch it. It came out when I was like 16. Actually, I have no idea when it actually came out. 
when was Frozen released? 2013. So I was 20, and then it came out. Oh, dude, Tangled came out on my birthday in 2010. Tangled came out on my fucking 17th birthday, dude. November 24th. Oh, that's so sick. That's why I married a girl who's obsessed with Tangled and basically looks just like that. So, and then Frozen 2 was released November 22nd. And then Moana was released November 23rd. And Tangled was released November 24th. Different years, but my birthday is the 24th. And so, Natch, we live in a fake reality. Okay, this is all the Truman Show. Okay, this is all the Truman Show, and everyone else is just NPCs, and we're all just living in our world, and people were placed here, and it's fake. And since it's fake, naturally, all of the Disney movies I am now discovering are all going to be released within a week of my birthday. When was Frozen released? November 27th. So it's like, if you're born November 24th, and you, are, and you watch the Truman Show, and it really fucked you up, and then you see some shit like that, it's not a marketing thing. It's because the Truman Show is reality. And everyone else is NPCs. But getting back to our regular scheduled programming, dude, Frozen is my new favorite movie. Okay, but just hear me out. All right, dude, you're like, oh my, this grown man's favorite movie. Yeah, okay, you want to know why? So Gracie watched Frozen, obviously. It started there. And then apparently the day after she watched Frozen for the first time, she just wanted to listen to the music. So then they listened to the music. And then so I come home and Gracie goes, Love is an open door. Love is an open door. And I'm like, the fuck is she singing? And Jordan's like, that's Frozen. And I was like, oh my gosh, eyes looking at my own brain. And I'm just like, I don't have time for this. I'm, we're not doing this game, all right? Put on Inglorious Bastards and let's get her some actual culture, okay? Let's get her a Quentin Tarantino movie stat. I'm not going to have my kids be basic. So the next day we sat down and we watched Frozen together. Okay. And we're watching Frozen and I'm in. All right. I'm in. Because A, cutest fucking thing of all time that my daughter has these songs memorized. Okay. And she's just like walking around singing the Olaf Frozen puddle song, like the Olaf with the sunshine. She goes, to start it off. And I'm just like, dude, okay, I'll watch it. So we're watching Frozen. All right. Frozen's a good fucking movie, dude. Frozen, I feel like, is the first movie that did the little switch. Okay, the first movie that did the like, obviously there's the ridiculousness of, hey, let's get engaged after a day. Like the love interest comes in and he's with the sheltered princess that has had zero emotional contact from the time that she was a child because her older sister has some sort of superpower where she accidentally hurt her when they were playing in the castle one night. And so her sister secluded herself and her parents are nowhere to be found. And then she had zero human interaction for her entire childhood. And then uh, suddenly they're like, oh, we have to find a new king or whatever. And then she gets to interact with human beings for the first time. Obviously that day there's going to be a handsome prince and then they're going to engage with each other. You know, it's crazy. I know it's crazy. What? We finish each other's sandwiches. And then Gracie goes, that's what I was going to say. And my heart melts into my shoes. But we're watching and... I'm in. Gracie's sitting on the couch and she sits She sits with her feet crossed and it's the cutest thing. Her legs are straight out in front of her because she's not big enough for her feet to hang off of the couch, obviously. But her feet are crossed and she's just sitting there with her hands folded on her lap watching Frozen with me and I'm sitting there and I'm invested, okay? So Anna's in trouble because she got poisoned by this Frozen thing, right? And so she has to, the only way that she can break the Frozen spell is an act of true love, right? Spoiler alert, I guess. And so she's hustling back to the castle because she met this one fucking guy like the day before. And she's like, and they're all lovey-dovey and have the crush. But then they decided to get married. And it's like, okay, I guess they're in love now. And it's been a day. But she's running back to him to the castle to get saved. And he, she walks into the castle and, she, and she's like, quick, kiss me. And he's like, what is going on? What's happening? You know, and he's, he's, this, he's this really nice guy and he's a gentle guy and he's a protector. And so they get her in by the fire and it's just her and him. And he, she's like, I need an act of, she can barely talk. I need an act of true love. And so he puts his finger on her chin and he leans in to give her a kiss. And right when he's about to kiss her, he stops and he goes, oh, Anna. And this is me. Lean back, watching Frozen with Gracie. Just lean back, just chilling, just watching Frozen with my daughter, having a good time, really invested in the movie, way too invested way more invested than a 30-year-old should be, but I'm invested in the movie. And he goes, 
oh, Anna. And you can just tell in his tone that it turns out that he's a giant piece of shit. And I go like this. No fucking way. And Gracie's like, what, daddy? And I'm like, hold on. <laughs> don't ruin. Don't, shh, 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 shh. don't ruin the good part. And then it turns out he was just manipulating her the whole time. And then after I said no fucking way and Gracie was like, what's wrong, daddy? I realized that I sh I'm not watching this movie by myself and I need to pay attention to what I say. So I didn't say the next thing I wanted to say, but what went through my head was this fucking piece of shit. I'm looking for the next sorry fuck I can muscle. And I think it's the first Disney movie that used genuine actual emotional manipulation from a dude in order to pull the wool over a princess's eyes and it blew my fucking mind i mean there's gaston right or gaston but it's like you knew he was a douche punch from the beginning you knew that he was so obsessed with his traps shout outs and how great he was shout outs and that it wasn't a it wasn't it was obvious from the get-go that he was out for number one right so it's not obvious from the get-go that this fucking guy was out from number one and it turns out that he was and why are there stone trolls but regardless i was like what the fuck and part of me was like should my daughter be exposed to this already because she's emotionally intelligent enough to gather what the hell's happening and then i was like oh a hundred percent she's gonna be exposed to this because guess what disney you nailed it all right, that's the real world, okay? There's going to be giant sex shit out there. Also, don't get engaged after a day, obviously, obviously. But there's also going to be guys that are just fucking snakes. And I want my daughters and I want my daughters to see that coming from a mile away and just kick their asses to the curb, sniff it out. I didn't sniff it out. I didn't see it coming. Surprised me, but then again, I'm not a girl trying to be courted, but I was like, 100%, she's going to fucking do that, and then she's going to fucking peace out. There's never going to be a situation where they go, quick, I need a kiss in order for my life to be saved, and which thus gives him the power, right? It's giving him the power, and then suddenly she's in a fucked situation. No, no, no. She's going to be from the jump, hey, man, what are your intentions, and what do you want from me? Because... Bitch, I'm her, 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 her. We cover a lot of hard-hitting topics on this podcast, as you know. As you know, when you come to Cheer Up, babe, it's all about the hard-hitting issues, dude. Frozen's a fucking good movie. Or I'm slowly slipping into insanity. Either way, I'm cool with it, dude. That's me, just aggressively behind the times consuming content that I shouldn't at my age, but it's fine, dude. I swear to God, this fucking arm... But that's all good in the hood. Like, should I be listening to the Suicide Boys? Absolutely not. But drugs got me fucked up. Slots got me drugged up. You know what I mean? They say that, like, music... R remember, remember when video games popped off and everyone was like, video games make people violent. And then they were like, rap music... Or make kids violent, I should say. And then they were like, rap music makes kids violent. It talks about money and guns and drugs. And it's going to make kids violent. Well, I listened to rap music when I was growing up and I never shot anybody. You know who shouldn't do things like that? 30 year olds you know who shouldn't <laughs> you know who shouldn't have a decompression a decompression style of video games or rage music 30 year olds people people that work nine to fives people that have a job people that have a legitimate job should not decompress with video games and rage music and here's why all right when you're locked in when you're doing your day-to-day -day and you have your responsibilities and you have to make sure that you're being a mature masculine about certain things, obviously I'm talking from a guy's perspective, because guess what? Got a dick. Only perspective I got right now. So I was on my way to the gym and I was listening to Suicide Boys and I felt like, and I was getting, I was getting way too into it, dude. I mean, you want to know, you want to know when I'm at my freest, it's when I'm driving Somewhere, I'm completely by myself, and I'm listening to just fucking you should be lifting a mountain type of thing, or street fighting, or cooking up some sort of piece of meat. Like, there's something carnal and inside you that just gets released when you're just listening to ass-kicking music, dude. 
And I was like, you know what? This is the this is not safe. This is not safe, babe. Look, it's probably gonna get flagged and taken down. I don't fucking care. But I'm just getting my ass out of bed at 5.15 in the morning and I'm like, ugh, on my way to just get a little workout in so I stay fit and hot for my wife and uh, planning my day of selling networking equipment and just making sure that I'm saying hi to everybody and being my happy-go-lucky self and giving my baby girls a kiss. I got my beautiful wife in bed. I'm getting ready to go. Everything's kosher. I get myself a little coffee. Everything's chill. Little kiss on the cheek. Sometimes Gracie will be like, Daddy, from a room. And I'll walk in and I'll give her a little smooch. I peek in on Lottie who just sleeps like an absolute rock. Everything's fine. Everything's relaxed. And I'm just like, this is beautiful. This is beautiful. I live a very love-filled, comfortable lifestyle right now. I get in my truck, pop the garage open, pull out. And the second my tires hit that road, Eye boogers still in my eyes. Yawning, sipping a coffee. I don't know why I used a prop cup. I have a cup right here. Just going to do kettlebell swings and shit. <laughs> And don't think it fucking, and don't think the buck stops there, dude, to like get to work. I'm saying hi to people. I'm just like, hey, how we doing? And make sure my smile's on because most of the time I refuse to be dragged down and stressed out. That's one of my, that's one of my core values is be kind to people. So I'm being as kind as I can. I'm talking to people. I'm trying to interact with their day. And then there'll be a minute where I break off and I'm by myself. I pop my headphones in and I'm kind of walking. I'm like, oh, I wonder what I got to sell today. Let's go take a little peek. And I have my little happy walk on and it's just outside this outside smiling from ear to ear, bright eyed, bushy tailed, you know, in my head. So maybe it is a good thing. I don't know. Maybe it is a good thing. I, I retract my original statement, you know, because I feel like if I didn't have that, I feel like my outer energy, the energy that I portray to the world is more like, like, have you seen those shorts, like those TikTok videos and shit where like a guy walks up to just random comp college campus students or just people on the street and he's like hey, they always have their headphones in which is a sure sign of i want you to come talk to me so he walks up to people with a camera in their face because god forbid we have actual social interaction and he goes hey what are you listening to and they always like oh and they always have to pull their phone out and look at it usually they always have to pull their phone out and look and i'm like you didn't know what you were listening to it's fine if it was me i'd be like what's up naturally defensive of course like, what are you listening to? And I'd be like, uh, Can't Stop the Feeling by Justin Timberlake. Oh, cool. Thanks, man. And then I they do the slow motion walk away. But not really. I'd be like on a jog or something. Hey, man, you mind if I stop your jog and interrupt your jog? What song are you listening to? Um, Carrollton by the Suicide Boys? Walk away in slow motion. <laughs> Welcome to your hour of escapism. That's all of us, isn't it? Isn't that all of us, like, 27 to 34-year-olds right now? I don't want to leave anybody out. Let's say 27, that's the cutoff, 27 to like 37-year-olds these days. It's just like, okay, kids, have a great day at school. Just all of us just dropping off our kids at school, driving a fucking minivan in the morning, <laughs> going to sell fucking cell phones like, bye, kids. So we can go to our job and listen to our fucking boss who's... Hasn't had his. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. I almost said something that you would have thought I was talking about my own personal experience, and then that everyone at work listens to this, and then they would have been like, oh, 
no, 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 okay, we're making generalizations here, okay, almost, almost just said some shit, uh, got called into the office for, not happening this time around, okay, so, this time around he says, so, I heard a conspiracy theory that we need to talk about, dude. And not, first of all, with conspiracy theories, I, this is me. This is me. I treat conspiracy theories like I treat anything I hear on social media. Any, anything that other people are finding super duper important or a big deal, I go like this. Maybe. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you hear about? Maybe. No. Probably not. Probably didn't hear about it. Probably don't care enough. You know, probably busy focusing on what really matters. Like... Did you hear about the Jake Paul fight? Nope. Hey, did you hear about the bill being passed in Texas? No. Hey, what do you think about the government trying to... Nah, I, uh, I don't fucking care, dude. I don't fucking care. Like, conspiracy theorists are like, you know what's happening with the... I don't care, dude. Hey, man. Go do things. Hey, man. Phone. Table, slide, go do some shit, okay? Just take it and slide it and just awkward moonwalk away from it and then go do some shit. You know what I mean? Have a little bit of control over your own consciousness, but I digress, okay? This is happy. This is fun. This is light. Did you know that there's a conspiracy theory that Helen Keller wasn't a real thing? Oh, man. I haven't heard that sound drop in a minute. Hold on. Oh, fuck. Sorry. Having a real dad moment right now. I have full conversations with my oldest now. Okay. Lottie's getting into the what is this face, except for the way she says it is, what's that? Which is, <laughs> I wish you guys could be around my kids as much as I'm around my kids because that difference right there is the perfect all-encompassing difference in my children. Gracie's like, what is this? And Lottie's like, what's that? And it's so aggressive. <laughs> so, but just hearing that. Uh, dude, I call, I, so I FaceTime my girls when I'm having a rough day. I'll just be at my desk and something stupid will happen and I'm just like, God, let me get out of here for four minutes and FaceTime my family, watch them eat breakfast or something. You know, just there will be days at work when I have my headphone in and Jordan's just hanging out with me on the phone for like an hour just so that I like I can have my interactions and then but in between interactions and doing actual work, I can talk to her while she's taking care of the kids. And it's like it's kind of like we're together and it's fun. But I've. I FaceTime the girls now and Jordan will answer and I'll be like, hey, babe. And, she, and Gracie chimes in like today it happened. She chimes in and goes, daddy, I want to tell you something. <laughs> I'm just like, what's up, baby? Gonna go to a community center, play on the cars. And there's like the, we have a community center here and it's like certain, certain mornings in the week, they set up things and they have like bounce houses and then they have like those little Flintstones fucking cars where it's driven by your feet, you know, like and stuff like that. And it, Jordan takes them and they love it. And it's, and I haven't got to go because it's always in the morning and I'm always at work. So, but Gracie will just, I just have conversations with her, like real conversations where like I explain things. Dude, she broke my fucking heart last night. So, as you know, bedtime is my time, you know. Bedtime is like my time where I get true unbridled one-on-one -on -one time with my kids. It's like mommy's got the mommy's got the morning and the whole day with them. And so like that one-on and then and then when I get home from work, it's both of us. And then Jordan wants to go relax or she's studying for her real estate exam, like all that stuff. And I've just always just done bedtime. I just always have. And I'm I lay Lottie down and I'm in Gracie's room trying to wind her down and I lay down on the bed and I'm talking to her and I'm telling her stories and stuff like that. And it was before I got into the stories and I always like to ask her how her day was and I'm like, so how was your day today? And she goes, good. 
And I was like, did you have fun with mommy? And she goes, yeah. I was like, what'd you do? You know, like that kind of stuff. And I, all I'm doing is, A, I want to hear it because she's at the place, she's at a point where she can actually explain to me things that happened to her that day and she had fun. And she says things like, it was fun or I was excited and things like that. And friggin' last night I'm asking her about her day and she just pauses and her eyes light up. And she goes, daddy no go to work tomorrow? And I was just like, No, baby, daddy has to go to work tomorrow. She goes, why? (laughs) Don't do that. Don't do that to me right now. Okay, two going on six. Don't do that to me right now. All right? I I don't have it in my heart right now to have this conversation. (laughs) But just hearing this. In comparison, Jesus, dude, that was yesterday, right? That was yesterday, right? Blink. We gotta stop blinking, Cubs. We gotta stop. Because it is ripping by. And it's crazy how much like Gracie has retained up to this point. Because wherever we're in a social situation or something and there's a lot of noise and a lot of people around, Gracie always like wants me to pick her up. And then tonight I'm like talking to her and she just out of nowhere gives me a hug because that's what she does and she gives me like a big hug and she's burrowing into me and I kind of scoop her up and she's squeezing me so I'm squeezing her back and she just goes daddy's always got you and I'm fuck and it's like I don't even really say that to her anymore that's just something that she knows now it's very it's 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 validating when you show that they are retaining the things that you're trying to get through to their heads (laughs) Trying to teach them. I mean, they're sponges. It's so important to teach them important things from the get-go. Gracie is also entering in that age where she enjoys making people laugh. So she knows the things that make Jordan and I laugh. And also, Jordan and I have done a lot better job of not cussing. So she hasn't been cussing, which is great. But now she goes, what the heck, man? (laughs) We'll just be sitting there and she'll be playing with Lottie. And her and Lottie will be playing with baby dolls or something. And Gracie will go, Lottie. And we'll glance over and and Lottie will be like, Lottie does this thing now where she picks something up over her head and she drops it and she looks at Gracie and she goes, oh, you know, and Gracie goes, Lottie. And Lottie will just do, they'll just do that on a cycle for like five minutes in a row. Lottie picks it up over her head, drops it. Oh, Lottie. And Lottie, and Gracie had her baby doll and her baby doll has like this purple outfit on, right? That's how they discern between the two. And Lottie grabs Gracie's purple baby doll and Gracie goes, what the heck, man? <laughs> um, in shit. Anyways, that was me scrolling through vacation pictures. You know? <laughs> yeah, don't care. Um, anyways, let's talk about our best friend, Matthew McConaughey. Dude, did you see it? Did you see it? Okay, it got sent to me. It got sent to me by a cub. And my favorite thing about this cub, shout outs, is that I will just get random Matthew McConaughey videos from her. Okay, all <laughs> it's like whenever Matthew McConaughey pops up on her algorithm, she just goes, well, got to send this one to Papa Cub, right? <laughs> and she sent me this one video of Matthew McConaughey, and I was like, okay, I'm going to wait to watch the entire trailer. I'm going to wait to watch the entire trailer until I'm sitting in the den. But I will. We all know that Matthew McConaughey is fucking ridiculous. We all know Matthew McConaughey is one of those guys that's just like, let me take something and make it deep for no fucking Reese. Okay, let me let me take something, make it deep. Shouldn't be deep. Let me tell a story about my son and my son is going to the store and I go, that's a pretty good way to live life. All right. Texas red. All right. So, but <laughs> which is fine, <laughs> but I've just, he's, he, you know, he's been emboldened. You know, I also got a message that says, Hey, VJ, you're out of line here. All right. Matthew McC- Green Lights is amazing. 
All right. The book, the green lights book on tape with Matthew McConaughey reading it is amazing. And listen, I'm gonna have to take your word for it. Okay. I'm gonna have to take your word for it because I don't have time. I don't have time to sit down and watch, listen to an entire Matthew McConaughey books read by Matthew McConaughey. Oh God. On second thought, maybe I should, but at the same time, also I'm busy listening to other things. So we're going to watch this trailer together, dude. Because here's the deal. You know how mad I am that the fact that I've typed McConaughey so many times in the search bar I know search bar I know how to spell McConaughey. A commercial came out where Matthew McConaughey is a part of it, and here's the deal. Can you take a stab in the dark if you haven't seen it on what character Matthew McConaughey is playing? It's a cartoon. Here you go. Every once in a while, man accomplishes the impossible. All okay. Starts out sounding very much like a Matthew McConaughey video. Sounds like every fucking Matthew McConaughey video that's ever been fucking put out there, okay? And if you're not watching on YouTube, just wait. If you're watching on YouTube, you already know what the punchline is, dude. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to put the video up on YouTube. So scratch that, what I just said. I'm not going to put the video up on YouTube until it matters, all right? As we listen to this, if they don't say the word before it gets to the punchline, guess what character Matthew McConaughey is playing? Every once in a while, man accomplishes the impossible. All it takes is someone with a dream. Holy shit, fucking Elvis! Fucking Elvis, dude. <laughs> fucking Elvis, dude. He's playing a cartoon version of Elvis. That's when a man dreams. <laughs> he can change the world. This is the most perfect role for Matthew McConaughey ever in the history of the world because he doesn't have to act at all. He for sure, they didn't even give him a script. He just walked in and he just started talking and they were like, we're going to just design the cartoon around your words. We're just like, whatever you say, that's what the fucking cartoon is going to be because this is just how you speak on a regular basis. We've watched your fucking shorts on YouTube. We watched you tell your story about I got some advice. He's on the bench. So, you think he's ready? Your training starts now. Training? Keep an eye on Elvis for me. Will do. It's Elvis as a super spy, dude. I mean, tell me that's not the most fucking perfect role for Matthew McConaughey to play ever in the history of the universe, dude. You nailed it, dude. Matthew, I gotta say, guess what? With that one fucking 33 seconds of a commercial that I watched, every single preconceived notion I had about you, everything that we've watched, everything slate wiped clean, you fucking crushed it, dude. Let's hear it. <laughs> fucking beautiful. Fucking beautiful. Shia, sit down. Shut the fuck up. Dude, Matthew McConaughey is playing Elvis in a cartoon on Netflix called Agent Elvis. Let that fucking sink in, dude. I'm a fucking fan. Matthew McConaughey is the shit. In this one fell swoop, dude, one fell swoop, suddenly I'm like, okay, I'm in. Everything up to this point, meh. Now, fan for life, okay? My daughters are gonna watch this show. Have you ever heard of not trying to kill us? I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for uh, one more beautiful Matthew McConaughey line. I was winging it. How does this pen work? That might just be a really nice pen. <laughs> yep, just a pen. He threw a pen into a guy's throat. I mean, dude, this is. I'm just so proud of our boy, you know? I'm so proud of our boy, okay? And this right here, this is going to be the period on the Matthew McConaughey saga, okay? This right here is going to be the period on the Matthew McConaughey. We've done plenty of videos on him. I'm super fucking proud of him, man. He's finally coming to his own. He's finally... <laughs> his entire career has led up to this moment and just... Fucking good for him. Dude, you know what? Fuck it. After that, I'm, I'm going to listen to fucking Green Lights on tape. I'm going to listen to Green Lights wrote by Matthew McConaughey.
And of course, on YouTube, there's an audio excerpt of, of, of Matthew McConaughey reading Green Lights. Let's just get a Penguin taste. Penguin Random House Audio presents Green Lights. And I am the author, Matthew McConaughey. Book based on adventures in my life. Adventures that have been... For two years, I led the under-12 soccer league in red cards as a goalie. When I kept whining about my lone pair of tennis shoes being old and out of fashion, my mom told me, keep griping, and I'll take you to meet the boy with no feet. I was blackmailed into having sex for the first time when I was 15. I was certain I was going to hell for the premarital sex. Today, I am merely certain that I hope that's not the case. I was molested. Listen, I, I have nothing to add. I have nothing to add. That's our fucking boy right there, dude. That's our fucking boy. Let's do a couple Am I the Assholes and then maybe we'll end it on a little bit of advice. What do you say, huh? I enjoyed Am I the Asshole so much last episode that I want to do another one this time, okay? So let's do some Am I the Assholes. It was a blast. And then we're going to just jump right into... Maybe we'll do a couple advices. We'll see how it goes. Scroll. Am I the Asshole for not cleaning up after my nephew and making my pregnant sister do it? Perhaps. This is from a 28-year-old woman. I live with my husband, who's 32, and we have no children. We finally bought our own home and moved in last month. My sister, Tess, has a son, eight months old, and they came over for the first time yesterday. My husband wasn't at home, so it was just us three there. Tess is currently seven months pregnant with her second child. The issue started with my nephew asking where the bathroom was. I showed him. He was in the bathroom for about two minutes. Pause. Circle back. Eight months old. Oh, it says 8M. Oh, so dumb. 8M. 8 male. I forget the Reddit shit. It's not 8M like eight months old. It's 8M. I was like, this kid's so fucking advanced. He asked where the bathroom was, and then he just went in there by himself at eight months old. Jesus Christ. So that's an oversight by me. That's fine. So he's eight. All right. The issue started with my nephew asking me, who's the eight-year-old, where the bathroom was. I showed him. He was in the bathroom for about two minutes, and he came out, and everything was fine until I went in there. I went in, and he peed on the floor in the toilet, in the toilet seat instead of in the actual toilet. There was a lot. I came out asking Tess to come in here, and I showed her. I asked her if she can clean up, and she said she was way too tired to clean and asked me to do it. I told her that is disgusting, and she is capable of cleaning up after her son. She then told me if I was being serious and that she's pregnant and it's hard to clean up. Well... I'll, I'll read the rest and then I'll say my point. I ask her what she does at her home and even if she cleans there and she got pissed at me and reluctantly cleaned it up. Tess eventually left. She gave me a cold look before she left and hasn't spoken to me since besides the text, fuck off. <laughs> okay. Word got to my mom and I got a call from her telling me that she cannot believe that I'd make Tess do that and that I'll never understand pregnancy. And I don't understand how tiring it is to be pregnant. I feel like I'm going crazy here. My husband agrees with what I did, but my mom and sister are not so happy with me. Am I the asshole? So pre-two weeks ago, three weeks ago, whatever the fuck it was, I would have said, yeah, you're the asshole. I mean, it's your nephew. You know, it's it, it, there's there's got to be some sort of like... I don't really give a shit. Throw a towel down, wipe it up with your feet, whatever. Spray some fucking cleaner down, wipe it up again. You don't even have to bend over. Just use your fucking feet. You know what I mean? Get gorilla with it. But then again, you're talking to your man's with size fucking 11 and a half. Okay. Now I got the gorilla feet, so I can just grip that towel with the toes and rub it back and forth. I don't even got a hinge at the hips, dude. I'm all straight there. But maybe you don't have the 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 type of grip strength with your toes that I have. So maybe you would then have to bend over. So it would be more of an arduous task. But at the end of the day, it's your nephew. Just freaking wipe it up. Who gives a shit with the fact that your sister's pregnant? Now, three weeks ago, that's exactly what I would have said. But then Rihanna. Right? Rihanna ruined it for everybody, didn't she? Okay, Rihanna's standing up there, probably more pregnant than seven months pregnant, performing at halftime of the Super Bowl. So when she goes, are you seriously going to make me do this? I'm pregnant. You just got to go, call me Ruba Boy, I can't get enough. Call me Ruba Boy, is you big enough? 
Take it, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. Dude, I took that clip from last episode and I put it on YouTube Shorts. The whole like, is she pegging him? That whole fucking video. Just a joke, right? And a guy came back to me and he goes, she's talking about dot, dot. First of all, he called me short bus, which is honestly such a fucking hilarious insult. Oh, my God. Sometimes I love the fucking trolls on the internet. He came out and he was like, hey, short bus. And I was like, A plus is out of the gate. A plus is out of the gate. This is how you start. This is how you start a top tier comment. He goes, hey, short bus. Love it. Genuine chuckle sitting at my desk. She's not talking about taking dot, dot, dot. It's the guy that's going to take dot, dot, dot. What are you, puff daddy? (laughs) Which he got nothing across in that message. But what he did was he typed in the way that he was talking to himself about that video. He goes, hey, short bus. She... It was the only comment that I've ever received that I was able to hear in a voice from a person who's just dumbfounded over the stupidity of that question, which obviously the question itself, inherently stupid, that's what it was designed for. But (laughs) I read it as like, hey, short bus, she's not talking about, he's the one, what are you, puff daddy? (laughs) He's talking about like, because I thought like that and I'm going take it take it take it take it that's just me in the sack just go and take it take it take it take it easy all right take it easy (laughs) best fucking comment i've ever gotten but anyways circling back to my point you are not the asshole because pregnant women can obviously every single pregnant woman can perform a halftime fucking super bowl commercial rihanna ruined it for all of you i'm sorry i don't make the rules dude rihanna makes the rules and them's the rules dude okay Next one. Scroll. Stop. Am I the asshole for choosing my senior cat over my sister and potentially allowing her to become homeless? Do we even do we even have to fucking read it, dude? Do we even have to fucking click in and read this nonsense? I'm going to rip it apart just by the title. Am I and the asshole for choosing my senior cat. Cat's about to die. Fucking let it die. It's cat. If you like cats, you're the problem anyways. Over my sister. Remember how we feel about siblings? Pretty important. Okay. And potentially allowing her to become homeless. Hey. Yes. You're the asshole. Let's read what she has to say. I will preface this by saying that my mother treated my sister and I differently. Okay. So it stems from jealousy already. Not a great start. I was always less than, while she could do no wrong. This is a forced perspective by yourself. Way to play the victim from jump, babe. From jump. You know, the world's just happening to you because you're allowing it. Making this so much deeper than it is. But that's the facts. How you do one thing is how you do everything. Matthew McConaughey. She'd always buy my sister everything she wanted while I wore her hand-me-downs. I moved out at 18, worked through college, went NC with mom and LC with sister. Don't know what the fuck those letters mean together. And our paths diverged greatly from there. I now work in a field that pays well while she is a SOM. Oh, a stay-at-home mother. I guess I never quite got over this. And while I know the main AH, I don't fucking get it, dude, with the letters. Hey, type it, all right? You wrote fucking seven paragraphs, type the fucking letters out, all right? I'm sure age means asshole, but still. While I know the main asshole is my mother and my sister didn't really know any better, I still fester negative feelings towards both of them. I found Tom. Oh my God, her cat's name's Tom. Dude, if you name your pet a fucking human name. Shoo. Go away from me. Okay. Like when you're like, This is my dog. And it's like a fucking Pomeranian. Oh, cute. What's his name? Richard. Get the fuck out of my face, dude. I found Tom in a bag as a newborn kitten. He was the only one still alive, and I raised him over summer break when I was 13, which, oh, that's super fucking sad, but still. Then when school started, my mother got rid of him, and I had to go through great and extreme lengths to find out where she dumped him. Took me a week to find him, and we've been together ever since. For a few months, Tom hasn't really been okay and has been slowly declining. The vet, however, based on the recent blood panel we did, was confident that he still had some life left to live and said he's by far the healthiest geriatric cat she's seen in a while. Thus, we decided to try our surgery to improve his quality life even though he's 21 oh, he's this cat, 
This cat is outliving entire fucking countries of people, dude. The cat's 21 years old. I didn't even know that was fucking possible. Okay? This cat can legally drink, dude. Get this motherfucking cat a shot and let him die, okay? This surgery comes with a price tag. I'm not in the U.S., but it's around three months worth of minimum wage in my country. I won't set us back much, hardly an inconvenience. Oh, you're just fucking raking it in, huh? But we'll be frugal just in case complications happen. He's scheduled for Monday. Fingers crossed. I'm not crossing my fingers. Let him fucking go, dude. Anyways, my sister dropped by on Sunday, which was strange. We haven't spoken since she missed, masked me with a Merry Christmas gif on Facebook. What does masked me mean? Does that mean messaged? I swear to the Lord above almighty, if masked means messaged, you got away with getting one letter out. Just type the whole fucking thing, dude. Looks like her husband jumped onto the NFT bandwagon and they're kind of broken a few months behind on the mortgage and asked if I could help her out with the payments since they're at risk of becoming homeless. I said, I'm sorry she's going through this, but this is not a good time for me either. My cat's and listed the reasons above. Oh, could you imagine? I couldn't imagine going to my little brother. And it's just the most embarrassing thing to ask for a handout. It's just the most gut-wrenching, embarrassing thing to have to go, especially to a younger sibling, to go to your younger sibling who you hope in your heart has looked up to you for their whole life and be like, hey, man. I just got to be honest. I made a couple mistakes, rolled the dice on some investments, and they didn't pan out. And now I'm just struggling. And I'm just, I don't know, dude. I just, I, I hate to even ask this. Like, I got a lump in my throat, and I, I don't know how to ask. But is there any way you can help me out with a mortgage payment or two? Just, just until we get back on our feet. I will find a way to pay you back. You will get your money back. I just need a little bit of help for the time being. Sorry, Ted needs surgery. You know my cat? You know my cat that should be dead nine years ago? You know my fucking cat? Fuck you. Mom always liked you better. Could you? I couldn't even fucking... Okay, let's finish this. And this said the reasons above. I do not want... To ever be in a situation where my cat's life depends on $100 that I cannot afford to pay. I suggested she got a job and maybe downsize, move in with my mother while they get back on their feet. She did not take this well, called me a cunt, rightfully so, I think. And a crazy cat lady. Oh, dude, so far, your sister's two for two. Right on the fucking nose, babe. That's going to end up alone. Well, you're already alone. Plus some other nice words. I kicked her out. My mother and other relatives have been spamming me through the week for being heartless and caring more about an animal than my own flesh and blood. My husband says I could have just given her some cash to avoid the drama, and he's right. I could have. That is why I feel like I might be the asshole in the end. The main reason I chose not to help is due to my childhood baggage. Am I the asshole? Top to bottom, start to finish, yes, hell. Start every single spectrum of this story, you're the asshole, okay? F whether it comes down to I'm the victim, right? I can't let my cat die. I have so much separation anxiety and fear of being alone. You're married, by the way. And fear of grief that I'm, I can't let my fucking geriatric cat go. Yeah, asshole to the cat, okay? He wants to go to his final resting place. Sister Gumby homeless. You say no because Tom... Which, now that I think about it, Tom, Tomcat, I get it a little bit more now, but still, you're the asshole, okay? You get it, dude. You get it. Hey, guess what? You're the asshole. That's fucking crazy. Actually, you know what? I just went back, but I'm going to go back forward because I want to read what the top comment is, I swear to Lord. The first one. Not the asshole. Have you asked the family that has been spamming you how much they are financially contributing towards your sister? Hope the surgery goes well and wish a speedy recovery for Tom. Color me so unshocked that the people that are hyper-involved in Reddit forums are like, no, you have to save your cat. And with that, I'm done with that. Let's do some advice. Scroll. Stop. God, am I the assholes are fun, though. 
I'm turning 22 this year and I'm freaking out. I still don't, we've been through these ones. I still don't even feel like I know who I am. I also haven't done anything that other people did at my age or younger because of my introverted, isolated nature. I feel like I'm wasting my youth as well as I don't know what to do about it. My biggest issue, I guess, is that I don't even know who I am fully. I feel like a lost sheep and all other sheep are running into the sheepfold because they know where it is, but I'm standing still doing nothing. I'm studying now because I finally know what I want to do with my life, but at the same time, I'm upset and a bit sad. It took me 21 years for me to know what I want to do. Others my age are already working. My sister got her job at 23. I will officially be a CNA when I'm 23. If I want to continue studying, I won't be finished until I'm 26, 27. I feel old, but also very young. doesn't help that I look older than my age because it's fooling how I am inside and goes against how I feel. I don't know. I just feel like everything goes by so fast and I can't keep up. Okay, take a deep breath. All right. And have a little bit of solace in the fact that all of us, when we are in our transition era of life, feel lost from time to time. Okay. It's okay. Yeah. That's completely normal. All right. Being conscious of it is important because it's going to keep you focused. Okay. Inspiration will come. Motivation will come. The things that you are supposed to be doing will come. You are on track to do something that's going to be of value and that's good. Right now in this transition area era is a perfect time to absorb absorb as much of who you want to be on a values level, okay? Because money and career and all that shit will fall into place, stay on whatever path you're on, try it out. Maybe CNA won't even work out. You have to move on to the next thing. That doesn't make you a failure. That makes you a human being who is not afraid to change the path that they're on in order to find something that truly makes them happy. There's nothing wrong with that. But at the foundation of that, you have to be a good person. So right now is the time for you to consume as much value-based content or surround yourself with as much value-based things. Be the type of person that you want to be on a personality basis. And that's going to give you a lot of direction in your life. Because when you are happy and you treat other people well, and you truly turn into that person, good things happen to you, and you also have a sense of pride to it. You feel lost because you're not proud of yourself. I hammer this home all the time. I sound like a broken record. I get it, but from my standpoint, it's the only thing that's ever given me a purpose and given me solace, okay? It's the only thing that I've ever really hung my hat on is when I'm doing this blank, whatever it is, my job, how I am with my wife, my family, what kind of son am I? What kind of brother am I? Am I proud of it? I'm doing well, okay? And all of that stems from the fact that when I was in my transition era, I looked at how I was as a person and I didn't love that person. So I changed who I was by changing how I treated other people. And that was just the biggest thing for me. And that just kind of transitioned it itself into who I am now as a person. So I would say focus on the type of person you want to be, not what you want to be, as in what you want to do, all right? Life will come. You are 22. We all go through a transition period. Take a deep breath. You're not getting left behind. Just stay aware. Keep moving. Scroll. Stop. Boyfriend doesn't let me hang out with male friends. This is from a 21-year-old girl, so I have a boyfriend who's 24 for almost four, five months now. He's super nice and sweet to me, but he's kind of insecure about his appearance because he's overweight, but I never minded it, and I love him exactly how he is. We are long distance, but we are lucky enough to be able to afford seeing each other at least once a month for over a week. My only issue with him is that he doesn't want me to have male friends. I live in a different country, and when I had no one there, I met my friend group full of males and females. And they became my family here since I had no one else. Ever since I met my boyfriend, he has been clear that he doesn't want me hanging out with them because in his head, everyone wants me. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not stupid. I can tell when a man wants something more from me than a friendship. And I have very carefully chosen my friends and left those that wanted more behind. That's why his request seems unreasonable, if not toxic to me. I can protect myself and I can reject someone if I have to. It makes me really sad not being able to hang out with them anymore or having to lie to him that I'm going out with the girls when in reality there might be some, might be one or two or three boys with us. I hate lying, but I also hate that I don't have the freedom anymore. He won't even dis 
discuss about it. He won't even let me introduce them to him, and he has made up his mind. Is it actually toxic, or am I the problem? He even asked me why I'm still following them online. What can I do? Okay, I mean, this guy's just been just ripping through Andrew Tate content, obviously. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's a it's a long-distance thing. He doesn't actually know your whereabouts, and he's overweight, so there's a, it's obviously stemming from a lot of insecurity. He has no modicum of control, so he's trying to control the things that he thinks he can and all that it's going to eventually lead to is him pushing you away because you're going to realize in the end that he was a control freak. I mean, it's classic insecure dude who that whole, that whole thing, like there's that whole red pill thing that I fucking suddenly was like all over my algorithm. And I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. Like in terms of masculinity and being a man and working hard to turn into what you want to be, I agree with all those standpoints. I'm like, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Boys today need to be raised with a lot more line of work ethic than they currently are. Like everyone likes to play the victim and they want everything to be easy and they want everything to be even keel. And it's like, no, man, I agree 100 percent with the fact that being a man, you are in a constant competition. You are in a con- you are in a constant competition for life, for position, for status, for things like that. I, I agree with that type of thing. The thing that I don't agree with is the fact that it's at the expense of women it's at the classification of being of putting women lower it's like no you can be a good man with respect and work ethic and morals and values and have a boss ass bitch with you by your side that has full ultimate freedom because nothing feels better than a woman with full ultimate freedom and her own goals and her own aspirations and her own values that one is 100% loyal and sticks by your side no matter what. Yeah, sure, it's going to be, it would be easy to have a woman who, um, what's the fucking word? Cowers to you, but that's not the word I'm trying to think of. That is submissive to you. And you just tell her all the things that she can't do. Therefore, you're locking her in a box and it's like, all right put the lock on that box. Now she's mine. That relationship isn't worth a goddamn because that's one person controlling the other person. Give both people ultimate freedom and watch what they do. And what they do is they have ultimate loyalty to each other. That is how you know you got a good one on your hands. That right there is how you know, like, this is a ride or die. You have every opportunity in the book to go do fuck shit and you never do. Constantly proving to me on a regular basis that that this was the right call and we're going to fucking grow old and be great together. That's so much more validating and important than find you a submissive woman who you could control. Okay. It's like, get the fuck out of here with that shit. And all that does as a man and builds your confidence. And the more confident you are and more confident you become, the more attractive you become to that woman. So the more that that doubles down, it's compound interest over compound interest in each other as you go through life together. This whole him not letting you talk to other guys, everything is compound interest. So whether it's little disrespectful remarks that you guys are like, no, we're just joking, joking. Shut up, bitch. Fuck you, loser. (laughs) Compound interest that, compound interest that there's a rife in the relationship. Fuck you, bitch. Fuck you, loser. Oh, oh, suddenly it feels like real emotions. Suddenly, trust is being broken. Suddenly, those little quips and jabs at each other are starting to become personal. So start off with freedom and trust. And if you've picked the right one, that's going to compound interest over the top of each other. Start with control. That's going to compound interest. I mean, you've been together for five months. You're 21. I'm sure you like him. Maybe he makes you feel good. Maybe you legitimately have zero interest in any of the men that you're around you're not going to be able to convince him of that because he's already made up his mind. And since he's, since he's made up his mind, I mean, why, have it, why even be in a long-distance relationship anyways? You know how many fucking people there are? Why, let, me, let me rephrase that. Why be in a long-distance relationship that causes you angst anyways? 
if it's love and beauty and trust and it's long distance relationship for a short period of time, you're going to make each other make your way back to each other. Cool. What the fuck ever. But it's causing you stress and you already have to lie to each other and there's already some sort of weird sense of control. Deuces. Like, get the fuck out of there. What are you talking about? And I think that right there is where I'm going to wrap it. I think that's a good place to end it. Right there. End it on that point right there. All right, babe. That was episode 91 of Cheer Babe, the podcast. Please subscribe to the YouTube. Review the podcast on whatever platform you listen on, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that stuff. Please hit the link in the description below. Follow the GoFundMe. Let's help out Alistair's family. We're going to keep doing that. We're going to keep that, keep our finger on that button as much as we can and do a little bit of good this week. You know, don't forget about this on Thursday or Friday when payday hits. Drop in five bucks. Go help out Alistair's family. And let's just keep doing good things. Let's keep doing things to make each other feel proud of each other. Go out there. Don't be a bummer. And I love you. (laughs) And cheer up, babe.